welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. I'm your host, Mari Reesberg. Over the past several years, I've combined my degrees in acting and somatic psychology to share my sustaining creativity techniques with performers, and now I've decided to share it with a bigger audience that includes you. I believe we are all creative, and this podcast is all about that. I'll be interviewing people from all backgrounds, ages, and creativity experiences to share just how creative we all are. Today, I'll be chatting with Zankna Parekh. After a successful career as a physical therapist, CEO and creative director Zankna Parekh decided to pursue her first love, fashion. Zankna Designs was established in 2012 to cater to strong, powerful, trailblazing women who still wanted to be effortlessly stylish, all while putting cracks in the glass ceiling. Please enjoy Zankna Parekh. you're here today. Welcome to Sustaining Creativity Podcast. We are chatting with Zankna Parekh today and she is, she wears many hats, it sounds like. This is the first time she and I are meeting and I'm really excited to chat about creativity. Your story is pretty awesome where you came from and how you got to where you are today. You're the creator of Zaftan, New Generation Kaftan, um, the CEO and creator of Zenkna Designs, and you have a foundation. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mari. Yeah, it's wonderful to get to have a new face in the world of fashion and the world of podcasting. <laughs> as well. so yes, why that's don't you right. take a minute and just tell us and everyone who's listening a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. So I am a physical therapist turned fashion designer. And about eight years ago, I decided to start my fashion line and the main reason that I started to do it because I felt that there was a need in the um, fashion field, in the fashion space for clothing that was really made for more empowering, go-getter, trailblazer type women. Like women who were creating an impact in mm-hmm. their communities and women who were putting cracks in the glass ceiling. I really felt that there was no fashion lines and clothing out there that represented fashion, style, elegance, class, but at the same time, exuding power. And a couple of the things in fashion brands that I found that did, you know, promote this kind of aura were over $3,000 for an outfit. And it just led me to believe that, you know, women who are like this, and in this case, myself too, we don't want to spend three to $5,000 for an outfit, but yet we want to be fashionably, you know, stylish. We want to be current, modern, trendy, but still be taken seriously and still have like a sense of power. And so I did a bunch of research for about three years and couldn't cut, find any of the fashion lines that did that and promoted that. And that's when I just said, you know what, I'm starting my own fashion line and haven't looked back since then. It's been amazing. We've had great success and rightfully so because, you know, women were really looking for something like this that is empowering and fashionable and stylish and bold. And, and at the same time, you know, they're taken seriously. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love the strong, powerful, go-getter woman that you dress and that you're, it sounds like 
quite inspired by and are one yourself. I think that's awesome. And we do need more clothing to support uh, support that in our lives. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, and so when we do our fashion shows and all our runway shows, we feature real life women who are trailblazers, go-getters, mm-hmm. like really high achieving women for that simple fact that yes, you know, I've done a bunch of fashion weeks and I've had gorgeous six foot, you know, skinny size zero models. They wear my clothing for Mm -hmm. the fashion shows and all the fashion weeks around the country. And they make my clothing look fabulous. Absolutely beautiful. But that's not reality. The average woman walking around, especially one who's achieving big things and doing big things in life, that is not reality that they all look a certain body type, size, height, weight, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so all our fashion shows are very empowering, very trailblazing women. And we've been lucky enough, our showstopper last fall, um, 2019 collection was Time Magazine's Athlete of the Year and uh, she's a U.S. women's soccer uh, team player, Jessica McDonald. So she walked my runway. I've dressed like the first ever South Asian Grammy nominee. Um, uh, My showstopper this summer collection is the first lady of North Carolina, Christine Cooper. Mm -hmm. So all the women who walk my runway, the young lady who opened my show um, in the fall was Miss Wheelchair NC. She's a young 22-year-old female that was um, paralyzed waist down. And she walked the runway or rolled the runway in her wheelchair because she's so inspiring and what an advocate she is now for young teens with life injuries like that or the person opening my summer collection this year is a, is a young girl with down syndrome, but she runs her own business and she's trying to open a coffee shop so she can hire, you know, people with disabilities like herself. So these are the kind of women that walk my runway. And absolutely. These are the women that I design for. I love it. Yeah. Having everyone represented is super important in today's landscape and it sounds like that's really important to you as well i i love it i think that's awesome congratulations on all of the success and yeah i can't wait to see more of it yes absolutely great well today we're chatting about creativity and i'm so curious through the lens of a fashion designer who previously was a physical therapist, you know, what does it mean to you to be creative? So, you know, now more than ever too, especially in times like this, when we are all stuck at home with Mm -hmm. current situation, but in general, for me, creativity is anything that gets your blood rushing, your heart pumping, your stomach fluttering. You know, creativity to me is something that puts me in a Zen-like state and it soothes your mind, your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think creativity is something that you're using more, more than one sense at a time. So you're really in a heightened sense and you're creative and you're coming up with ideas, whether you're sketching, whether it's music, your brain is firing impulses. So really using more than one sense at a time. To me, anything with such heightened sense Um, stomach fluttering, heart pumping, you know, blood rushing. Sometimes you even lose track of time and you're doing what you're doing for hours. And that to me is, is creative. Yeah. I love it. Using, incorporating the senses or recognizing when you have stomach flutters or butterflies that, oh, there's something creative happening here. Right. And, you know, people will tell me all the time because I 
have been, and I still am a physical therapist for the last um, 19 years. Mm -hmm. But about, you know, 13 years ago, I started the fashion line and, and they were so shocked that, okay, you just went from PT, you know, medical-esque field into something of the creative arts, totally different. But I've been stitching and designing since I was in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. However, I've been drawing and sketching probably since I was maybe six or seven years old. I was sketching clothing and sketching, you know, um, fashion and, and pieces and fabric since I was a very young age. So I think everyone has a creative side to them. Yeah. It's just about harnessing and being able to find how and what that is. Yeah. I like the idea of harnessing the creative side or cultivating it a little bit more. Sometimes it does need a little push or freedom to express itself. Um, sure, sure. And you, you kind of touched a little bit on it, but um, what's your earliest memory of creativity or being creative? Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, like I said, I've been stitching and, and making clothing since I was in sixth grade because I am, I spent the first 17 years of my life in Nairobi, Kenya. Okay. And so in Kenya, that is a way of life for young girls. Like the boys were taken off to woodworking or carpentry or that kind of stuff. And then the girls were taken into home science. And so we stitched our first pair of pajamas in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. So that is a way of life. And I still, till this day, remember making my first pair of pajamas and then hemming the bottoms. But I think as far as like sketching and drawing, you know, the female silhouette and, and dresses and outfits, I probably started that when I was about seven. And I, my daughter now will sit side by side with me. She's nine now, but she started doing it right when she was around seven. And she would sketch a piece and tell me, hey, you know, will you get this made or something? So, yeah, I mean, I think those memories are definitely etched in our brain. Yeah. And I decided to do something about it at a later point in my life. Sometimes you do and sometimes it just re remains a hobby. Mm -hmm. But definitely we have those channels open up at a very young age. Nice. Yeah. I love that your daughter is getting into it as well and, you know, sketching. And I think that's wonderful. And I too, in um, sixth grade, learned to sew with a sewing machine. <laughs> I went to a school where we all learned, boys and girls alike, learned to sew. And so I, I think amazing. I made, I think I made a pair of shorts there you for go. the first and, and thing. <laughs> It's a life skill. I honestly, I mean, that's what we were taught, but it's truly a life skill. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely agree. I've been making masks for all of my employees at my um, addiction recovery center because <laughs> we all get to wear them now. That's wonderful. Yeah. So um, it sounds like your daughter gets a lot of inspiration from you, but who inspires you these days or what is inspiring to you? So I honestly think and feel my greatest source of inspiration is my three geographical backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So I am of Indian origin. And so really my Indian roots and my Indian background. But like I said, I spent the first 17 years of my life in Africa, in Kenya. Mm -hmm. And so some of the African influences and, and fabrics and things like that, the business aspect of things. And then I have been in America for you know, almost 24 years now. So I think my three geographical backgrounds lend me the creativity, lend me the inspiration that I need to combine East and West elements to make these very modern, 
unique silhouettes and pieces that are truly what I call a very good blend between East and West, Mm -hmm. but also a good blend between modern and timeless, elegant, classy pieces. And each of my collections each year, twice a year that we have the collections, they will all reflect the same um, personality Mm -hmm. of this blend from these inspirations that I get from my three geographical backgrounds. Nice. Yeah. I was looking through some of your collections on your website and the jewel tones are just so stunning. I'm very drawn to the the bright, rich colors and everything looked very easy to wear, which is also something I look for when I'm looking at clothes. How <laughs> exactly. easy is it for me to wear this and will it look good on my figure? Um, right, right. Universal appeal is, is something that I'm always looking for. Nice. Yeah. So it sounds like there's, you know, a lot of inspiration and a lot of um, opportunity for you to really dive in and get creative. I wonder do you ever come up against creative blocks or challenges with creativity and what challenges you around creativity and how do you navigate it? Absolutely. You know, like I said, so I've had my fashion line for about eight years now Mm -hmm. and we have two collections a year. So spring, summer and fall, winter. So these are 16 independent um, collections that I've come up with and each collection usually has you know 15 pieces minimum so you're talking about you know 225 pieces independent pieces over the course of the years it gets a little challenging as as i would think it's normal yeah. um, and so absolutely i definitely come up with you know designing blocks as i call them and there was one year that i was an entire month late on my deadlines for designing mm-hmm. because i had just been exhausted and i had a lot going on in my life and and we were moving and we had just built a home and it was just stressful and so yeah absolutely um i get these blocks and challenges for creativity but what i really think helps me is you know and it sounds very basic but breathing, meditating. I actually in the last three collections have had a lot of inspiration from just when I meditate and I will have Mm -hmm. visuals of colors and fabrics that will just flow in my head. And then as soon as I'm done meditating, I I, I just start sketching. And a couple of those pieces have been big hits. So that's been great for me going out in nature. Mm -hmm. Um, And the number one inspiration, especially if I'm able to do it, is when I travel. When Mm -hmm. I travel, I will look at walls and art design and fixtures and scenery and immediately will end up getting a lot of um, ideas that way. Nice. What's a favorite place you've traveled to that's really inspired pieces or collections? Oh, I would hands down Santorini, Greece. Absolutely could just <laughs> keep designing, sitting up on that rooftop. And I, I just picture every model in these flowy blue aqua and white dresses. Oh, I could sit there for hours and design. That sounds stunning. I know Greece is on a, my bucket list. I've not been yet, but I hope to someday. It's Oh, yeah. I didn't want to come back. It was beautiful. And I'm already very biased having lived in Kenya, which is a absolutely stunning breathtaking country yeah but I was blown away by Santorini so absolutely (laughs) I love it that's amazing um what's an everyday issue you've had to use creativity to solve oh I think for me 
definitely women and their different bodies. Mm-hmm. So when I design, I most of my pieces are one size fits all, mm-hmm. or I should say one size fits most. Yeah. Um, and so that's the biggest challenge that I had found when I was researching and why I couldn't find fashion lines that tailored to all kinds of women and women's bodies. Mm-hmm. But so when I design, it is a challenge for me every day because a 115 pound, you know, five foot woman is going to look completely different than a 115 pound, almost, you know, five foot seven woman. Right. Like it, you know, every woman's body is just so different. And so when I make these pieces, I really like to accentuate body parts that like, you know, shoulders, or I'll have like very specific ways that I do cinching at the waist and and darts to give a silhouette of tinier waist, you know, things like that, that collars that really exude power. Mm -hmm. So I try to stick to a lot of these main elements, but that way they can work universally for your body type, my body type for a 55 year old, or even for a 35 year old. Um, And that's, an everyday challenge for each collection that I do. Yeah. It, that, I can't even imagine what that must be like to (laughs) look at multiple different body types and see them all in the same, same, um, piece or same dress or, um, outfit. Yeah. That must be, must be really challenging. And you must have a really deep appreciation for the female form and understand it really well to be able to dress it and make it look good. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I've been asking everyone this question and I've loved everyone's answer, but I'm curious what your answer is. So what is your secret to creativity? what is my secret? Whoa, that's a tough one for sure. Um, Honestly, authenticity, Mm. being true to myself, what I feel is beautiful, timeless, classy, elegant. That's my style too. That's how I dress. Mm. And so when I design pieces, I just stick to that, that authenticity that, you know, these trailblazing, amazing, empowering women I will design and then I'm not worried about what everyone else is going to think about that piece. Mm -hmm. To me, if I stick to my main elements of, you know, power, boldness, courage, and elegance, timeless, classy, you know, pure silk pieces with very unique embroidery, Mm -hmm. that's it. I think we're golden. So yeah, that's truly probably my secret is I just stick to that. Yeah. Authenticity. That is, I really like that idea. I've been listening to a lot of um, actors talk about authenticity and how they find it and cultivate it and how they just show up and get to be authentic in that moment. And it sounds like designing is a way that you do that as well. That's yeah. yeah, it's really beautiful to be able to show up as you are and feel inspired and empowered and authentic in that moment to create something beautiful and, um, that supports someone else too. Cause it sounds like your, um, your designs, the women who wear them also get a boost of your empowerment by wearing it. Exactly. That that's the whole point. <laughs> nice. Well, if people wanted to get in touch with you or learn a little bit more about you, what's the best way for them to do that? 
So we are very active on all social media platforms. Mm -hmm. um, so Zaftan by Zankna Designs is really my label. And so Zaftan, so Z-A-F, like Frank, T-A-N, Z-A-F-T-A-N.com mm -hmm. is the website and you can reach us directly um, through there. And then at Designer Zankna is all the Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages mm -hmm. that we can be reached that way as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me about creativity and share a little bit about your collections and your design process. And it was really inspiring to hear what inspires you and how you go about your designs and how you show up in the world in a really big way. Oh, thank you. And congratulations to you. This is so inspiring especially in times like this where we've all turned to our creative sides. We've turned, you know, to more inwards, but also digging deeper in our brains and, and soul of what makes us happy and what we like and doing creative projects around the house or artwork or, you know, an instrument. So I think this is wonderful. So congratulations to you too. And I look forward to many more collaborations. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. We'd love to keep in touch, so like us on Facebook and Instagram. We are Sustaining Creativity. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Tag your friends and your family so they can listen too. We love to hear from you, so leave your comments, reviews, and questions. Tune in Tuesdays for a new episode. And remember, with creativity, anything's possible.